Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the WP Builds Podcast. I think I've got that right. It is episode 20, isn't it, David? Yeah, it is. Boy. It's super exciting. I know, like double decades. Um, yeah, it, this one's going to be quite an interesting one. It's all about clients needing software licenses and what to do with them and so on. But before we get mm. to that, I think one thing that we've missed, I think it's fair to say that David and I are not really great at marketing ourselves. We, I think, in fact, we're not just not good at it i think we're actively bad at it <laughs> you know in many ways i think we we do our be- we do our level best not to market if you know what i mean i think both of us think that's quite um just in our core but we're going to try to be a bit more markety so we're not going to push anything at you but we just thought it would be a good idea to mention at the beginning of the episodes rather than leaving it all until the end um that we have a, a website where all of these episodes get stored and it kind of occurred to us, maybe you're listening to it off that website or maybe you're listening to it on SoundCloud or some other platform. But the, the URL for that is wpbuilds.com and also we have a Facebook group and I don't know the URL for that, to be honest. I think it's Facebook forward slash groups forward slash wpbuilds. But if you go to the wpbuilds um, website, Underneath the player is a button which is blue, which says Facebook on it, and we've had a bit of a, a bit of a torrid twenty-four hours with lots and lots of people joining up because I thought it would be a good idea if we nurtured this little group and I got myself in there a little bit more. So, if you're listening to this and you want to engage a little bit more, then please go for that. Go for that Facebook group, and, and I promise to shorten this marketing message to about. 14 seconds in the future but for now you're stuck with this <laughs> long version ah <laughs> yeah yeah was that all right david or was that a bit it was no that's fine actually your address is right as well it is groups forward slash wp builds oh. forward slash okay well, great the last okay. one yeah well anyway press the button on the website also because we've got kind of two or three places for comments i think we're trying to get the comments either in our facebook group or um, on the website, which also uses Facebook comments. Um, do you still, David, have a, you, you would still like them to be in the Beaver Builder group? Because you hang out there all the time, don't you? You're happy to answer comments in there as well, are you? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't really matter where they comment to no. us too. It's just nice to build up our own little group, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. It's just yeah. lovely. And I, I, I'm sort of struggling at the very at this moment because I've got a lot going on, like a moving house and things. I'm struggling to keep... The tendrils are where the comments are. I'm struggling to keep up, so I kind of have to just keep revisiting this group and that group, and then I, I kind of get lost, basically. So in a way, trying to tie them into one or two unique, distinct places is a good idea. Anyway, there you go. I will be shorter yeah. with that and come up with some pithy way of saying it. Oh, yes! I've got to say the word pithy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but that's, <laughs> don't worry why that's why I said that. There's just a reason why I said that. Um Right, okay, so we are um, Nathan Wrigley f- uh, from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency in the north of England, and as I always am, I'm joined by David Wormsley. Hello. Hello. Hey, <laughs> last week I said I was going to be somewhere else, didn't I? And I didn't know where I was going to be, oh. but I stayed. 
Oh, did yeah, you? I, I didn't s- even ask you about that. I'm so sorry. Go on. Where are you staying there no. forever and ever and ever? Or no, no, no. It's just that we were going on uh, a one month trip before we we actually well Thailand and then we go to Germany and various places after that. But we actually skipped out the the moving in India bit because my father in law came over at the weekend and we just thought, oh, you know, really love my father in law. He's eighty two or three, I oh. think. Wow. Yeah, so we just thought we're never going to get packed up here to go on our travels. So I'm still in Goa. Oh, good. Well, that's no bad thing. At yeah. least you've got, you know, at least you know where you are and all your cables are all in the right places and things. You've not, not, you've not <laughs> yeah. lost the internet. Can I ask you a favour, David? Because I've forgotten mm. to do something and it just, I, I got reminded by it just now because you mentioned Thailand. And I know that when you're in Thailand, you're going to meet Clark Marshall. Is that right? Yeah. Now, Clark Marshall in the Facebook group yesterday in our Facebook group mentioned that he and his wife, I'm going to say Tegan, I presume that's how you pronounce it, um, have been featured on a podcast episode with Troy Dean's um, Rockstar Empires. And um, could would you just be able to dig out the URL for that possibly? Are you able to sort of rummage around in our groups while I go through the news? You'll find it somewhere in the last couple of... Well, it was basically last night, so it's within the last 12 hours or so. And it would be nice if we could mention that properly. So maybe I'll do that at the Mm. end of the news. Um, Okay, so two pieces of news this week. Number one, they're both on WP Tavern, actually. The first one is a bit of an odd one, actually. It's that the Word... um, Sorry, the Word Camp Netherlands has been sort of mothballed and kiboshed. It appears that the organisers of WordCamps, the overarching infrastructure that makes it all happen, have decided that everything ought to be city-based. So WordCamp London, WordCamp Paris, WordCamp whatever. You know, a city. Mm. With a few exceptions, I think they've decided that WordCamp Europe, because it doesn't impinge on any, any other city, and WordCamp US, they can sort of carry on. But WordCamp Netherlands cannot because it's not a city-based one. Now, I think the point of the the WordPress, sorry, the WordCamp Netherlands crowd is that, well, the Netherlands is a teeny tiny little country. You know, it's two hours across in a car. It's about the same size as Maryland in the United States. And that gives you some idea. You know, the whole country is as big as a, a pretty small state in America. So they're kind of up in arms a little bit, a little bit annoyed and cross and disgruntled because they'd they'd even embarked and done quite a lot of the preparation and planning for the next one. Anyway, so just an interesting little article about that, the ramifications of it, why it's happened. And and really, it sort of draws a a, a sort of distinction between the way that the US and Europe is maybe divided up and the, the expectations of what being in a different country means and and obviously if you do live in Europe you, there are lots and lots of tiny little countries and have their own identity and the idea that you know you could do lots and lots of little city based ones in the Netherlands doesn't really work so you know you could make it WordCamp Utrecht but it kind of doesn't feel right um, anyway go and check that mm. article out it's really interesting a bit of politics for you there and the next one is also fairly political. I don't know if you've been into the WordPress uh, plugin repository over the last few days. We mentioned it last week that it was getting the redesign. And it, anyway, that redesign has now happened. I actually quite like the look of it. I, I, I can um, confess I don't really spend a lot of time in there pondering. And, and I thought it certainly needed an overhaul. However, as always, 
you know, change like this is going to upset certain people. And people believe that while some aspects of it are quite good, there are other aspects which are not quite so good. Some of the, for example, the historical versions of the plugins have kind of been buried. Mm -hmm. Things like images pop up no longer in light boxes. They pop up in separate windows. And although it's a bit of a first world problem, you know, we're worrying about a, a website UI, it does appear to uh, have sort of divided the community a little bit. And there's those people who think that there's an awful lot of things that are undesirable about this new change mm. and but there's also people who think it's it's good it's a very very long article actually you know it's probably a couple of thousand words um but worth reading all about the new uh, mm. plugin uh, repository and i i confess i quite like it but i didn't click around and take too much notice i think what they're trying to do is uh, is make it so that there's a way that old unupdated plugins sync to the bottom and updated plugins rise to the top and get featured more. And they're trying to um, make it obvious how many installs they've got and make it less obvious who created it, because that's not really the point. Anyway, like I say, the um, the URL will be in the show notes. So there you go. That's the mm. news. I, I thought I'd keep it short this week. Did you manage, yeah. David, to find the URL for the... Um... No. Oh, well, <laughs> well uh, actually, the problem is when I'm talking to you, my internet's so slow that I can't get very far. But I looked on Rockstar Empires, the um, rockstarempires.com, and it's not there, but it is on their Facebook page. So you'd have to go to Rockstar Empires uh, on on um, Facebook okay, to find that's... it, I think. Well... I think it's the only place... Yeah. It is. What, what I'll do is I'll endeavour to get the correct link and put it in the show notes. Um, but needless mm. to say, I, I think David knows Clark quite well now. And I've certainly had lots of chats with him. And I did say, yeah. um, you know, he, he was obviously suitably um, proud of featuring on this uh, podcast yeah. and, and whatnot. So we're mentioning it because that's the right thing to do. So there we go. Yeah. News over <laughs> and so on. And I think we've, uh, we've, we're, we're ready to embark upon episode 20 which is going to be called What Do Clients Need to Know About Software Licenses? Now, again, just unbelievably, tomorrow, sorry, today, <clears throat> is the interplanetary day of software licensing. Wow. So whether you're on Mars or Venus or Mercury or Saturn or, or indeed Earth, Today is the day of software licensing, and um, I'm guessing the whole point of today is to make sure that, you know, you're paid up, you've got your license agreements all cast iron, and everything's good and correct and legal and so on. So, yeah, um, here's a crazy little aside. I had a friend years ago who signed a record label. Uh, he signed with Island Records to produce a record, and one of the clauses he had to sign was that that the record label would have rights. This is going back about 20 years, by the way, that the record label would have the rights to sell and release that song on Earth and <laughs> all the areas within its solar system. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> They're imagining that we're going to terraform the, the, the solar system. Anyway, again, an aside. So I'll hand over to you at this point, if that's all right, David. Yeah, well, yeah, I, this really, I guess, came out of a, a need of mine to really sort this out because I, I hadn't paid much attention when I started making websites. Really, I was just doing it on the Genesis framework and that had a lifetime license. So I built the site and sent people off on their way. And obviously, my plugin 
um, <laughs> purchases have built up since then. And I think with page builders and stuff, which, you know, is constantly changing, then I think I have to talk more to clients about it. So I asked a question on our Beaver Builder Facebook group and got quite a response on that. And that started quite a conversation for me. So we can talk about some of those. And there was another guy in the Beaver Builder Facebook group, David Burrell, I think his name was, who asked something yesterday as well. So we got in, included in that conversation. He was asking about how people deal with this with clients and do they get them to buy their own software. So lots to talk about, really. Yeah. What do you do, Nathan? Well, I, I, I think it's fair to say that everybody loves a, li a lifetime license if there's an economic model to make it work. Um, if uh, We don't all love lifetime licenses. That's obvious, complete garbage. But I, I do like the fact that for some things that I've prepared, I have paid in advance significantly more for, I like the fact that I don't need to think about that to deploy it on a client website. You can, just like you said with the Genesis framework, you've bought your lifetime license, I don't know if they still do that, by the way. Um, yeah, and you yeah. you can just deploy it over and over and over again, and you can put your license code in, and it doesn't matter. It's just done. Um, and I've got quite a few licenses along those lines. And, and I have to say, I am drawn to them because I've been stung a few times by not having that. Now, as we all know, because I keep going on about it, I came from the Drupal background, and when I came to WordPress, the, the whole software license thing was totally new to me. Because in Drupal, there's no licenses for anything. You just make the website, install the extensions, the modules, as they're called, and you move on. And, they're the, you know, it's done. Whereas within WordPress, obviously, you, you pay for commercial licenses for certain functionality that you add on top of WordPress. And then if you don't have a lifetime license, at some point, usually annually, that has to be renewed. And, and I got bitten by this for the first time because moved to WordPress, installed some free plugins out of the repository and installed a couple of paid ones. And then let's say eight months later, whatever it was, the client decided they were going to go somewhere else and use a different developer. And, I, and then it was it suddenly occurred to me, oh, what do I do with the license and the license key that's um, that's within the website. I now have. I now no longer have access to the back end of that website. It's been taken from me. The passwords have been changed, and so on. Mm. Now it's quite nice. Some plugins. Uh, an example might be uh, Toolset. That just comes to the top of my mind. They have a system whereby they generate a unique code for every mm. installation that you put it on. So, as an example, if I use example.com. I have to go to the toolset website, which is trivially easy because they supply a link. And when that page opens up, it's already got the code pre-prepared. And then you copy it back into the website. Now, that cannot be used on any other website. And you can revoke it. And that seems to me mm. like a, a really superb way of doing this because you've got complete control. However, there are obviously other systems whereby mm. you just have the license key. And the license key is a long mm. gibberish string. But if somebody can get into the database and see that license key, what's to stop them just using your license over and over again? And if you have a if you have a finite number of licenses that you've paid for, um, mm. that causes problems. Somebody, I'm sure this must have happened to people. You know that you've turned around, somebody's left you, and you suddenly discover that all your ten licenses have been used up by some nefarious developer who just decided that would be fun to do. 
anyway, droning on and on. That that's that's my um, initial take on what we're talking about. Yeah, well, it's really about. I, I think you know, from my point of view, it's about how you bring this up with clients. I mean, I, I mean, I agree with you that we all kind of like a, a lifetime deal for ourselves. But I guess what we want is that early lifetime deal for ourselves while everybody else carries on paying the subscription and keeps the uh, <laughs> the product of rope floors. Yeah, that's but, the uh, drawback in what I was saying, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah, what we want. But uh, yeah, it's, it's mentioning it. And I, I was really surprised the first time I heard of people who um, do what – David Burrell was doing some other people mentioned as well on that discussion, which was get the clients up front to buy the software um, because that never crossed my mind in the early days. And that there's quite a lot of people who seem to do that. And it, it puzzled me, the kind of conversation you'd have with the client. Yeah. So I guess the model there is that you scope out the project that you're going to build, make sure that the plugins that you're suggesting are suitable um, in some way, maybe you've already got a license and played with it, or you've got a freebie version and played with it and you made sure it works and then pass that cost on and insist that the client, are, are we talking here about the client actually buying it or are we mm. talking about the client just authorizing you to pay for it and adding it to your invoice? Yeah. I haven't got clarity on that. Some people, I did notice somebody had mentioned this, um, before that they did it, but what they did is they, I guess they bought it on their behalf. Um, but they did say that if they weren't coming on a maintenance plan with them, then they added the cost to the brief. So, so basically, you know, if they were coming on the on a plan with them, they were going to get the software through their licenses mm. while they looked after and maintain their site. And if they didn't, they were going to add that to the, you know, the the, the cost, the quote of the project. Yeah. So, um, and then tell them what they had. But it, it strikes me that this is so confusing now. If I had to talk to a client and say, let's say I insisted upon it, and I thought in some ways it's a really good idea that, you know, that the developers get some of this money that I could talk to clients and say, okay, you need to buy this, that, and the other. But there's so much they would have to buy from different <laughs> vendors under different types of deals you know there would be sort of 56 different permutations about how they could buy the stuff for the next project yes i suppose that's where it becomes complicated let's say for example that you're building a website and it needs some sort of calendar functionality and you decide okay i need a calendar pod plugin and this paid one um does the job nicely i want um a forms plugin um so we're already at two i might want uh beaver builder thrown in there or whatever um so let's say you've got five now to me it's kind of becoming a bit a bit difficult for the client to cope with that if you go back and say okay here's the here's the proposal now you've got yeah. to go off and you've got to sign up for these five different websites you've got to make yeah. sure that you're buying the right one because most yes. plug-in websites, there's several, right? So, you know, you've got to make absolutely sure they get the right one, they buy the right license, and then they're able to understand that the emails with the license keys are intended for you and, you know, not to delete them and so on, and then they pass them to you and so on. And then they've got to remember to keep paying for it. To me, that's a broken system. That 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 would that wouldn't work for me because I would I would have to generate lots of emails and there'd be lots of toing and there'd be lots of froing about getting all that information to me i would well the, the, what, what i've come to now is mm. i make it quite clear that there are some commercial plugins which extend wordpress I, I put that all in in the contract 
I don't talk mm. about pricing. I don't even talk about um, the names of the plugins or anything like that. I just talk about commercial plugins that extend functionality. And then I will um, just roll up the costs of those into the invoice as if it's part of the, the, the build. So it's completely mm. invisible. But mm. I also make clear that in the contract that at some point, um, if they don't come on my website care plans, those commercial plugins m might expire. Um, mm. And I am happy to pass on the details of what they've what they've got on their websites so that they can go off and buy them themselves. And at that point, obviously, if they've severed all relation with you anyway, they, they probably understand that there's going to be some um, fiddling to get it to a new a new host. But that's that's the solution I've come up with. But which, I think it's a mess, whichever way you look at it. it there's no, I don't know that mm. there's a perfect way. It, it, what do you do? Well, I, I've only just decided what we're going to do. I mean, it's it's really that we're going to mention it from the beginning because I'm doing low budget clients in the first place. It, the costs of the plugins for them would exceed the amount that they're going to be paying on our care plan. So for me, it's a great way of being able to ensure that they're quite happy to come on our care plan. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, because it's going to cost them, you know, plus well over three hundred dollars a year if they use the stuff that I, I generally use. And actually our care plan is more than that. But if you add their hosting and everything else that comes into it, mm. you know, they're not going to want to go off. So we've got a letter now um, that we sort of send in the initial proposal, which says, you know, we offer two options. You can either do your self hosting, but just be aware that if you go this route, you're going to need to buy your own licenses. Um, and also we can't support you because we only do it via our care plan. So you need to make sure that you've got backup for when things go wrong and they are likely to go wrong at some point. And that's it, really. That's our leveler. And we just give them some costings of self-hosting plus the responsibilities against coming on our care plan. So hopefully by saying this at the beginning, it won't be too difficult to explain if they leave that, you know, they weren't getting the licenses and they would need to buy these. That's the plan anyway. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. it, I think most people know that software has a commercial license you know you've only got to look at things like windows mm. um to realize that there's a cost for software so most people mm. i think would get that there's no problem with that you know they're they're willing to do it it's just kind of unpacking it you know and also when i talk mm. about the fact that wordpress is free then you know that that sometimes raises alarm but what do you mean it's free how can it be free? I mean, people who don't use open source software, you know, they struggle with that. Well, OK, so it's free because it's built by the community and it's built so that other people can add functionality into it. And in some cases, those are um, commercial plugins and that's how people make their living. And you get into this big conversation about what all that means. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't actually think there's a perfect model. I certainly know that because I've read it lots and lots of times from lots and lots of people that people have a very different approach. You know, some people, as we've said, yeah. will hand everything over to the client and say it's your responsibility to pay for these and give me the licenses some people do what i tend to do which is sort of hide all that a little bit yeah and that brings maybe a question do we yeah. do we hide the plugins i think sometimes in order to hide that we didn't build it if you know what mm. i mean does it does it sometimes happen do you think that you're building a website and you go off and buy all these plugins and 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 in, in a way you're kind of how to describe it 
you're kind of pretending in a way that you've built all this great clever stuff this calendar plugin mm. it's it's fantastic look look what we can do with it this um i don't know this page builder look look, look at this fabulous thing that we've included with with your website is there a certain part of what we do which is kind of pretending that we we built this um this is yours <laughs> we've built it for you look at it isn't it amazing so we don't want you to know that there's any commercial licensing involved in here, and that we didn't build it. Um, do you think? Do you think that happens? Yeah, of course it does. Mm. I think that's um, you know, there's a lot of folks out there who will sell that. In fact, that's a, a very much a part of the, as I understand it, anyway, of the uh, WP elevation thing. You know, you're you're out to sell a solution to people, and that's a great way of you know dealing with the business, isn't it? Because that's essentially what you are doing. But part of that, in a way makes it difficult if you go down that route to then say you're going to be which is something somebody else said chris ford when she was talking about this really she was saying that she gets them to buy their plugins because she wants to be the trusted partner with them yeah you know so that she's having a dialogue about our shared solving a problem and she's going to work with them and their business where in a way if you go down that sort of we're going to sell you a solution to the problem that a business problem that you've got then in some ways you've kind of forced a little bit to not talk about the software i think so yeah but also i wonder if um people who design websites you know mm. us sometimes the functionality that you can add with the click of a button you know mm. essentially is installing a plugin is exactly that plugin fulfills that thing exactly and it costs yes. 50 dollars and yet the value to the client is considerably more than $50. So that that item might be ticketed on your invoice as $1,000 or $600, whatever. So mm. there's a point at which you start to kind of pretend that, that that, that yeah. this wasn't a plug-in because if if you if you were to sort of say to the customer um okay so we used this plug-in and then they were to go and find out that that plug-in costs $30 and yet it is the exact thing that you charge them $1000 for does that create friction down the road that's probably just crazy paranoia because what client <laughs> in all honesty is then going to go out and google the yeah. the exact name of the plug-in and go and find out i'm sure that some will probably um, but yeah. most won't, and and like you said, you're not you're not building a collection of plugins. You're building a solution to a problem, um, and if the plugins mm. fulfil that at the end of the day, and they've agreed to the price that you that you you know a fair price has been decided, it doesn't really matter what the solutions are. However. I definitely am caught in that debate sometimes. Do I do I just hide all of these because it just makes life simpler for me, or do I mm. do I get 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 out there in front and say, okay, so we're going to use this plugin, this plugin, this plugin, this plugin. I I feel there's 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 value in hiding that, not because I'm being nefarious or dodgy, but because mm. I just think the conversations could go off in all sorts of directions that aren't productive and are a bit of a time suck. And yeah. also, if I am adding value and they've agreed to the value, then what what does it matter how I how I did it? You know, it just no. it just is. A great example would be my estate agent. My estate agent, my house sold within a matter of days. However, the guy over the road who I know, his house took six months um, to sell, and it's basically an identical house. They did loads more work for him than they did for me, but we pay the same amount. Because 
the the end result was the same thing. He got his house sold, but they had to put thousands of hours into him and producing brochures and paying right move mm. the website. Me, it was few people through the job job done. But I'm not going to argue. I'm mm. not going to sort of turn around and say, "Well, it only took three of your man hours. Can I pay less?" No, no. It's it, it is what it is. You know. Was that a bad analogy? Yeah. Did that? <laughs> no, no. I understand what you mean, but in a way, that doesn't worry me. That that side of whether they know about the plugins because it might concern them about the amount of work I do. And we know we give them good value and work, so it doesn't ever bother me. It's about really how... Because the thing is, if you keep it hidden and they don't come on your care plan and they have to leave and you have to decide that they're going to take their own licenses, then you have to have this discussion with them quite a way down the line. Mm. And I think that's the problem for me with it, you know, is the fact that you suddenly go, ah, uh, by the way, we used all this stuff when we built that site of yours and you want to go, you need to go and buy this. It's too late then to me uh, to be doing that. But also the other side of it is that I don't want to sit there saying, you know, go to this place, this place, this place, this place. And oh, by the way, they've all got different deals. So you get discount the next year and you want to buy this one probably because mm. if you get that, it'll be cheap. And then we need to talk about the free plugins that I've used, which may not have support and may not yeah. continue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just too much to have to tell somebody. It amounts to about 30 plugins or something that will be in a, an install of mine. Right. So um, I guess the care plan wraps it all up nicely doesn't it? It just mm, it solves yeah. all of that because you hang on just to backpedal a mm. little bit. So if mm. they if they sign up to your care plan for say mm. a year, um what's what's gonna happen? Inevitably it will, when somebody then pulls away. At that point do you have you are you going to prepare? Have you prepared a document which lists out all of the plugins and then you just hand that over and say, okay, we've stripped out the, the commercial stuff Here's your website, yeah. here's the database, here's the files, um, and here's the list of plugins which you need to now go and purchase yourself. Yeah. That's how you're going to that's, – that's, I think that's an intelligent way of doing it, David. I think that's the right way. Yeah, well, I, that's what – I mean, the original letter that we've now just used now a couple of times, so uh, we've just written it, which is saying when the quote comes in, their options. We don't list – what they need to get then we just give them a, a ballpark figure of roughly what it's going to cost them in the first and second year mm. if they buy that software as a rough estimate and we'll give them more details if they decide to go that route and in which case this is the other issue actually was i wondered about the people who did and i can see their point completely it depends on the type of business they have when they come in and pay really charged by the hour for the work that they help another business with i can understand the point in giving them the responsibilities for the plugins but yeah two th two things i didn't really like that for myself is one that i don't want somebody else choosing the plugins i'm going to use because i consider them my tools rather than their software so you know so i didn't want to get into that debate and I've lost my point. What was the other one? <laughs> there was another reason for this, why I didn't want to get into that. Carry on. Okay. Nathan, have you got well, something to yeah, say? Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. I mean, I think that's a really – so I rolled back time a bit. I'm now going to roll it forward mm. again. I think that that's, mm. that's the way to do it is – well, for a start, I've never had a client uh, – is that true? Uh, yeah, I've never had a client <laughs> – there's more to that sentence, by the way um, – I've never had a client who's actually <laughs> sat me down and said, look, what plugins are you going to install? Because I've just never had a client who was knowledgeable about WordPress. Maybe maybe yes. that is a problematic um, moment when you finally do meet a, a client who is knowledgeable about WordPress. And actually, to be honest with you, at that point, I think I would just gracefully 
leave if you know what I mean I, I probably don't want to deal with somebody who's got a very strong opinion of WordPress this WordPress that because yeah. I've lost all control at that point anyway um so they don't ask they don't want to know they just like you said they want to know what the solution to the to the problem is and you present it you don't talk about plugins yeah. you don't mention this one or this one or this one you just wrap it all up in the final cost get them on the care plan because that's the right way to do it. And if they don't want to go on the care plan or they step out of the care plan at some point in the future, then there should have been yeah. something in the contract which alluded to or mentioned explicitly that there are commercial licenses held within this website. And when you step away from our care plan and get your files in the database, we will make available to you where we got them. And you know you can go and purchase them yourself and get somebody else to install them and make sure everything's ticking over nicely. That I think that's that's given me a load of clarity. I didn't actually have that clarity when we started this conversation. And I think, <laughs> although I anecdotally do that, mm. I, I've never had to implement that specific thing. And the, the only time that I could have done it, I, I didn't because I hadn't made these connections yet. So that is, I'm going to go and change my documentation when we finish this call to say all of that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, so there you, you know, go. When I when I did the poll on it, it was quite interesting. I've got the results here because it's sort of dead now. Because um, I was asking people with clients and software whether um, either from the beginning or if they were moving off a, clear plan, off a care plan, what did they do? And was it advised them that needed to buy the software or would they continue to let them have updates on mm. their licenses? Mm. And it was uh, 102 came in for the they would get the client to buy the software. But the problem is with my question is I didn't separate the two issues about whether they moved off a care plan yeah. or whether it was in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit dodgy. But they, there was uh, 28 people who said that they would continue to let them have updates. Now, they could be assuming that this was people who moved off a care plan. So there are still a reasonable proportion of people who will let them continue to have those updates. <gasps> wow. That's yeah. really interesting. So 28 out of 100 and whatever... So a quarter mm. would would let them have updates ad infinitum. I, I wonder. I wonder if, like you say, I wonder if the question was framed differently. If we'd get the same response, that would be a really interesting one for the for the um, Facebook group or mm. um, or for you know the, the the comments on the bottom of the website. Exactly that question. What do you do in the situation where the client no longer pays you anything? Um, do you let them have updates? And who does that? Um, because yeah. you're, well, I tell you one. Yeah, go on. Adam Lacey, our friend Adam, who yeah. came on the podcast. Yeah, he was one, and uh, and I thought, oh, that's very interesting because he said he was still thinking it through, like many of us were. Um, but he was saying, you know, the more I think about it, the better off I am because obviously he wants them to stay on his care plan. But if they do leave, it's in the minority. But he thinks, well, you just leave it on because. Ultimately, if they update and stuff, it keeps the site running, but they're likely to run into problems, of which then he'll say, you really need to come back on the care plan again, you know, so. Yes, that's a very, <laughs> yeah, you see, there's benefits in both, in both. I guess there's a benefit in both directions. You know, the the client could return because a problem occurs that you then need to fix and all of a sudden we can't get it fixed. Um, or it just creates loads of work for you. Um, mm. You know, one of them's great, one of them's not so great. Um, in my situation, it, it's always been somebody else taking over the website. So if somebody comes away from me, it's usually because they've got another person like me, another, you know, WordPress mm. or some sort of developer person. And, and it kind of feels like the, the updating has flipped over to them. 
So it's not like they've taken right. it over autonomously and they're just doing it like as a sort of as a pet project now. Uh, um, right. So it kind of feels like, well, that other person's got the job of doing that now. But yeah, maybe if it was somebody who was just going it alone and it had all worked, you know, the whole relationship had ended very positively. But look, we just need to can't afford your care plan. We're just going to try it out ourselves. I think Adam's got that right. Oh, now, yeah. now I'm caught because now I've got two <laughs> things I need to say in my documentation. Ay, ay, ay. Well, he, he says there's no loss to him, but actually that probably leads us to another issue, actually. You know, because yeah, if you let those licenses run on, as long as they don't, it, it's not costing us more, is it? As long as we're continuing to pay for those licenses anyway. So the more people on it makes no odds to us. But or does you know, it? It's but mo- in some situations, I presume it would because ah, you would pay for the number of licenses so um you might have 10 licenses and that might be the 11th if you know what i mean you know and and if somebody else so let's say you've bought 10 licenses and in Mm. adam's case that person's gone away and you're still supporting them and then somebody Mm. you get a new client you've got to go and buy 10 more licenses or boot them off to make them the 10th one oh yeah what do you do i don't know it's vipersness anyway sorry interrupted carry on no, no, you still need to do it there. But I wondered about the moral side of it with the unlimited licenses, which is the most common one that we have for as developer types. And we go for that. And there was, you know, in that same discussion, a couple of people, which I noted were plugin developers who linked to an article. We'll put this in the show notes by, I, I don't know how to say his name, Saeed Balki, is it? He's the guy who does the yeah, WP right. Beginners. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a, a great article, which is about really, I guess, changed my thinking a little bit on it because he's reshifting everything to say, well, these unlimited licenses are not really there for, uh, you know, just to give away to clients and that's you done necessarily. And he was very keen on the fact that you're leaving money on the table because you could get your clients to buy those licenses and earn an affiliate from them. But I thought this is quite a shift the way that he kind of... Um, his analogy was um, that, you know, when you design somebody's website, you don't go and give them the license key for your Photoshop. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, it's not, it doesn't quite work, does it? Because uh, they don't need Photoshop to continue running their site. Um, but, uh, you, you know, that was his kind of twisting of that uh, that debate, you know, to, to look at it that way. The, the pr- I think the, the bottom line is that, Nobody's mm. yet come up with a way of licensing stuff on the mm. internet that is easy to hand over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if there was a SaaS solution, some sort of, well, or a WordPress plugin that made it really trivial to do that stuff, if there was a, a, a website, say, where you could bundle up all the licenses and uh, how to describe it, you could put the licenses in this website and then just hand that the keys to that website over to somebody else then they could just take them over mm-hmm. but because wordpress is like a disparate there's millions of different licenses over here and there's there's one over here and one over here and one over here and they all work completely differently and they look completely different and the keys look different and none of it's the same now that's mm-hmm. that's how we want it because we want everybody to be able to do their own thing but in a it, in an ideal world in some sort of utopia, there would be one central place 
where all of that stuff could be just handed over piecemeal to various different accounts, almost like a Google Doc. You could somehow sort of share, okay, here's a license. I just share it with you now. Now you've got it. You can do what you like with it, and you're now responsible for billing, but you didn't have to do anything. It just went into your account. Now there is a good thing for somebody to build. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that's what things like easy digital downloads try and do, but of course it's siloed in your own domain, isn't it? Um, mm. Maybe there are solutions to this and I just don't know about them. But um, yeah, it, it's tricky. I think the problem comes from the fact that we've got everybody doing licensing differently. And so it just makes it jolly hard for your, your clients to keep up. And the fact that WordPress is, is that, isn't it? It's just lots of little plugins that go in to extend functionality. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Ah, boy. <laughs> it's science, right, though, about that. You know, it's interesting because you know, some of the earlier debates in the WordPress community, you know, particularly in the early days of premium plugins and themes, it's still relatively new stuff, isn't it? You know, many of the companies made mistakes. WooThemes was one who gave unlimited licenses and then really came back people saying, well, hang on, actually, we can't stay in business like this and you folks can stay in business forever So, mm. uh, because you're going to use it on everybody's site. So, you know, it's. I think most people have interpreted the um, unlimited license as something that you, you know, is intended for you to go and put on all of your client sites. Yeah, I don't know how you would interpret it otherwise. Um, yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, you're not going to build a bunch of you're not going to build an unlimited amount of sites for yourself, are you? You're going you're absolutely going to be buying a license that has mm. no limits so that you can build lots and lots of things into the future. Yeah, there's a real disconnect there, isn't there? I think I think it's I think it's fair for people like me who buy unlimited license to assume that that's what it means unless it's spelled yeah. out but if the community wants that to be something different that that should be said shouldn't it because unlimited is that isn't it you can use it wherever you like yeah. however many times you like I can't see another purpose for it otherwise um because no. normally it's a number isn't it you know you've got 10 licenses you've paid this this that and the other actually speaking of licenses it, it just so happens that a lot of my licenses come around at this time of year i've got about mm. seven or eight emails that came in over the last few days which sort of say you're up for renewal of this that and the other I don't quite know why why would i have bought a load at this time of year a year <laughs> ago or two years ago or whatever it is it's quite strange but maybe there was some sort of deal on easter deals do we get wordpress easter deals i don't think uh -huh. we do do we um, right. Do you think we're done with that one? I think so. Did we come to any conclusions? We didn't, didn't we? Just well, everybody's got to... Depends on everybody's business, doesn't it, really? I think I, I would like there to be a central repository of licenses. That's never going to happen because who would you trust yeah. to do that? But if WordPress or Automatic could take that over and developers could lock into that and still make money, but it's all in one place, that would be cool. And also your thing of hiding the plugins in the contract phase and then dishing out the 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 information once a client leaves i think they're the takeaways from this one and i think that's what i will do well we had a fabulous chin wag that's my chin wag yeah what does chin wag mean that's just literally that it describes it doesn't it? moving our chin chin talking 
talking is chinwag. So it's always um, it's always Jim Galliano who does this, isn't it? Bless him. <laughs> yes. He always yes. puts in the phrase. He gets to the end and he puts it in. I think we're literally doing this just for him, but bless him. That's really... <laughs> thank you, Jim, for staying on Davinda board. Davinda does. Oh, yes, you're right. Davinda does. Yes, you're absolutely right. So for, for Jim and Davinda, the unique <laughs> phrase this week is chinwag. Um, cheesy music coming in. And uh, yeah, again, marketing nonsense. Here we come. WPBuilds.com is where all the episodes are kept. And you can use the Facebook comments section at the bottom. And that would be great if you did. Also, we have a Facebook group, which is, I think, forward slash, sorry, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WPBuilds. Um, go there please let us know what you think please get into this conversation because we'll we'll reply and talk about it some more as time goes on but uh, yeah unless we've got anything else to add I'm going to say bye bye and bye bye for me too bye bye bye